Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Kat and I'm Emma and thank you for joining us once again on the Dead Parent Club podcast. Each week we're going to be talking about what it's like to be members of the Dead Parent Club, chatting to brilliant guests about their grieving journeys and just trying to help you wherever we can. We'll also be hearing from people far more qualified than us like counsellors, solicitors, medical professionals and mindfulness coaches all on the topic of grief and looking after yourself. So welcome to the Dead Parent Club. Now, I am so excited for this episode because we're going to be talking about what you actually have to say and do to someone who's just lost a parent. Yeah, because it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, you don't know what to say or what to do ordinarily when someone loses someone really close to them. So, you know, if you're somebody listening to this now who knows someone who's lost someone close, be it a parent, a partner, a sibling, a friend, whoever that may be, we're going to put together a little guide, sort of our top tips on how to approach it, how to deal with it, and how we think they would feel best about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you're a young griever as well and you're listening to this and you just kind of want to give a subtle nod to somebody that this is how you want them to kind of approach you with your grief or you think that it'll be useful for a friend, then absolutely pass this on. And also, obviously, we would absolutely love to hear from you. So if you think we've missed out some really valuable advice or an insight that you'd love to share, you can contact us by email at hello at deadparentclub.co.uk and on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Podcast. So I think the first thing I would say, and I know we touched on this in a previous episode, is if you've lost someone, you're going to feel awful. Absolutely shit. Like, there's no feeling quite like it, (laughs) is there? Let that person feel like that. Please don't tell them why it's okay because, well, at least you've got wonderful memories and, you know, you did have 18 Mm. years with them. Let acknowledge that their situation right now is shit. That you know you can't change it and that your words can't bring that person back, but that you are a safe ear whenever they want to talk about it. And on that point, you know, I think one of the things to try and avoid saying, and it slips off the tongue so easily, is that I can't imagine how you must be feeling. Because I think as soon as somebody says that to you, it makes you feel even more isolated in your emotions. Yeah, because it makes you feel like they're completely d- detached from how you feel. Like, yeah. if you can't even imagine it, how bad is it then? Yeah. Like, because- like, oh, I can't imagine what I would do if my dad died. Like, well, well one, he will die. I'm yeah. sorry to be that to you, but it will happen. <laughs> Two, I can assure you that 
the grief and immense pain that I'm feeling from my loss is just as immense as what you will feel at that point. Yeah, and you can imagine it. Come mm. on. We sit, can... and sit and just really, really feel it. Yeah, have a moment <laughs> to imagine what that feels like because then, no, but seriously, there's a lot of, you know, empathy is so important in mm. grief too. No, we're not expecting you to know how we feel or to know exactly what to say or do, but just to go, do you know what? I understand that this is the worst thing mm. that could possibly happen and I can imagine how that feels and I I want to be here to help you. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's important to have some patience with that person as well because grief can bring out the worst in you and you might be a little bit more grumpy than usual naturally you know things might piss you off quicker than they usually would and I think it's just really important to give that person the space and the listening ear to be angry, be upset, cry, and also laugh. And, you know, one of the most important things I think me and you both share is when people share memories with you. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I was in a fortunate position. I mean, not so fortunate because mum died, but fortunate <laughs> enough that um, she taught at the school I went to, which ultimately went, meant that two of my very all-time best friends got mm. taught by her. So they had their own unique memories of her that they share with me. And um, Hannah, my best friend, we've been friends since we were two. So she has a lifetime of memories and where my memory is vague sometimes, because I think psychologically it's a defense mechanism. It's there to protect us. You know, it blocks a lot of the memories. She talks about our childhood and about mum and she'll, she'll, do you know what Hannah does really, really well? And if you're a friend listening to this, this might help you is sometimes we'll talk and she's not afraid to say, I dreamt about your mum or I pictured your mum this morning. Love that. I, I remembered a little fringe and those dangly earrings she used to wear that she used to get from Blakemere Craft Centre. I could see her in a V-neck top and, <laughs> and a high-waisted pants. And she's walking around in them shoes where they didn't have any heels in at the back. And she's doing that little smile. And that Aww. evokes, like, that brings out then in me such an amazing emotion because I'm going, I picture her too. Don't be afraid to... Um, bring that person up go just because you're not talking about them that person isn't go hey let's talk about them absolutely one of the things that I always think of when you say things like that is when people say oh I didn't want to bring them up because I didn't want to upset you and it's like I can I can guarantee that <laughs> I am upset anyway <laughs> that they're not just here <laughs> you talking about it isn't going to suddenly remind me that my parent is dead like I am well aware <laughs> Hang on a minute. I've, I've been fine, actually, for a few years since she popped <laughs> Thanks it. For that. Must remember to cry. Thank you. <laughs> Naturally, if you start talking about that person, the person that you're talking to might end up crying. But don't be afraid of that. Like, a lot of the time when people are t- talking to me and sharing memories with me about my mum, I'm crying because I'm happy and because it reminds me that she existed. Yes. And that she's not forgotten. Yeah. And also, we all know, let's be honest okay, I'm an ugly crier, but I feel so good after it. <laughs> oh, like, nothing ha- like it. And and I think everyone, whether you've lost a parent or a loved one or not, we all get to a point in life where at certain stages where we go, I just want to cry. We have a good cry mm. and we feel better for it. Mm. So you making that person cry, well, you're not making them, you're talking <laughs> to them and bringing out an emotion in them. It is wonderful because you're allowing some of the weight to fall off their shoulders in those yeah. moments, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there is nothing quite like just shedding a few real grief tears. Yeah. 
Oh my God, one of my, you know, one of my favourite things to do is stick on some sad songs yes. in my car and yes. go for a pointless drive. Yes, it's, I love it. Oh, yes. I mean, God knows the amount of people must have seen me at the traffic lights. Like, what is she doing? Yeah. I don't and sometimes care. I'm like, am I in a film? Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm like looking out of the window, just crying. And I, trust me, if you're listening now on behalf of a friend who has lost somebody, I can guarantee that they have at least at some point in their grieving journey done something very similar. Yeah. Do you know what? It, go in that car, go on that journey with them. Yeah. Get, Hannah yeah. does that with me. Listen we, to their depressing yeah. music. Let them whack it right up. Yeah. Cry your eyes out with them. Boy, me and Hannah have done that so mm. many times. And do you know what? It feels great. Because mm. My boyfriend always says to me, why is your music so depressing? And I'm like, because I like to feel yeah. things in my soul. <laughs> because I don't live in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, like, ask your, ask the person that's grieving, is there a place you'd like to go see? Was there something that makes you feel close to that person? It might be a place they loved. It might be their graveside or whatever it is. Tell them you'll take them. Mm, absolutely. I think, and also just showing an interest in wanting to get to know more about that person. So say if you can't share memories because you didn't know them, um, you know, a lot of the time we make friends, we forge relationships with people that have never had the opportunity of meeting that person. And just by introducing them to a place that reminds you of them or if you know you asked to go there it's just such a nice natural way to bring up memories and talk about them and whether that is by their grave and people get so freaked out about graveyards and stuff and I think there is nowhere more peaceful than to sit on the grass and talk about your loved one and for me that place is just the whole of Wales just the whole freaking you know (laughs) the whole country why is it Wales I'm Welsh my mum is Welsh um and just so many of my summers were spent there with my mum and my mum always said to me she always feels at home in Wales because wherever she can see the mountains she feels safe so whenever I go to Wales and I see the mountains I instantly feel safe and it just makes me feel so much closer to my mum so for me going to Wales and spending time there with somebody that's close to me is really, really precious. I love that. Isn't that amazing? It's the whole country, so it's really flexible. (laughs) (laughs) Except not right now, because we're not allowed to go. Yeah. Cheers, COVID. Um, No, but that's so true. Like like, things like that, like my mum, when she was having a chemo, there was um, a picture on the wall of fairies, like the candy tuff fairy and different fairies. And she said she used to look at it and feel like everything was going to be okay. So, and she actually had a tattoo of the candy tuff fairy on on her back. Um, Yeah, I think that was a bit of a midlife crisis. (laughs) Um, And now whenever I see that fairy, I'm like... Or whenever, mm. you know, it, one of my friends, because they know that, will buy me a card with the fairy oh, on I it. I love that. that. Because so she nice. used to say the candidate of fairy, it was a blonde curly haired fairy. Yeah. She said it was like me. Aww. And so they'll buy me um, a card with that on. And I think things like that where you can, do you know, even cat. When someone says to you, tell me about that person. Oh my God, it's amazing. That is all I want to hear. Talk to me about my yeah. dead mum. Like, please God. Yeah. Like, all I want to say, all, all I want to hear is someone say, tell me, tell yeah. me about your mum. And do you know what? If you if you don't want to speak, I'll go for the next two hours. I can tell you and tell you yeah. and tell you all about my mum. Absolutely. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. Invite them in. Say, tell me about them. Yeah. And kind of talking about places that might remind your friend of their of their parent um usually you know in covid times like me it might be difficult to go there right now so try and find a place where it might not be the exact same but a place where they feel open and free to talk about it so like for me that's going out for a walk in the countryside that's where i feel close to my mum as well so 
listen to them and like how you just that story there about like the fairies and stuff like listen to the stories that they tell you and try and incorporate something into their life that shows that you've listened whether that's making the meal that they told you that that was their parents favorite meal or being like should we watch that film that you said you, you and your mum always watch together like how lovely is that to have somebody that does that for you it's amazing and when when you're talking to them about it as well I think another thing that's really nice to say is what parts of you are like that parent mm. what be, and then and then let them go let them learn through that way because then you feel almost like there's elements you're introducing them to your parent through elements of you does that mm. make sense absolutely um, and I just think things like that where you invite them to talk about is so important and pick up the phone pick up the damn phone like don't just don't just don't wait yeah don't just wait for them to go I really want to talk mm. pick up the phone there's nothing worse than somebody being like I'm here for you when like if you want to talk because I can like 100% tell you that you know for me I had a, I had a lot of people you have a lot of people that you're not actually that close to message you like I'm so sorry for what you're going through like, I'm always here for you no you're not yeah, <laughs> it's it sounds brutal, but you want no. you want to, as a friend you want to be that person that really is. And I think, and to do that, the best thing to do is to be proactive yeah. and really, really stand by what you're saying. But but call them. Yeah, like turn up at their front door. Yeah, don't wait for them because I think we all know that most people, if you say to them, "I'm here if you want to talk." Nobody wants to be the person that picks up the phone and goes, mm, "I, really, I want to talk." I really want to talk. <laughs> we want you to go. I told you I was here if you want to talk, so talk to me now. Yeah. Tell me how you're feeling. And if you need to cry, you cry. Yeah. And I know I've banged on about Hannah, but she is amazing <laughs> God, at that. Out, Hannah, you've and got then, this, this best podcast friend is dedicated. <laughs> no, but she is. She will. We are so close that she'll, she has like, I think she senses. Like a sixth sense. Yeah. And she will genuinely just ring and go, how are you, Emma? I'm just ringing to check how you oh. are. And that now, bear in mind, this is 13 years on since mum died. Mm. 13 years and she still does that and I think Aww. that longevity knowing that oh that's never going to stop even that it can it makes you feel closer to that dead person because there's somebody there checking in and being there for you so yeah. be that friend be that partner be that acquaintance yeah please definitely and you know when we say to be there as well, that also means when you make a plan, like don't ask them, oh, you know, whenever you're free, yeah. we can do this. Because again, they're not going to tell you when they're free because chances are they're free the majority of the time because yeah. they're grieving and yeah. they don't really want to do anything. Um, or it's COVID and they can't do anything. Yeah. So I think just make a plan to them. Say on Saturday, let's go for a walk. I'll be there at this time. And it can feel quite uncomfortable doing that at first because you don't want, to, a lot of people are scared of imposing themselves mm. on somebody, but Honestly, there are, there's only so long that you can spend in a house where people are mourning. Exactly. Like it's suffocating. Yeah. And yeah, so like Kat says, don't be afraid to go, right, we're doing this at this time. Like just stick whatever you want on and we'll go, we're going for a walk. But mm. don't try and force them to do something that's supposed to be fun. Mm. Don't try and drag them on a night out and oh, God, get them no. drunk. Don't try and make them do something where they feel they have to expend their energy pretending that they're having a good time. Mm. Like let them do something that allows them to feel safe in sharing their grief because mm. you drag them on a night out I think Kat and I both speak from experience. You'll spend the night in the chalk yeah. with the tears or on a pavement. Yeah. Just It just won't be fun you know, for you know, anyone involved. I remember. I remember. 
remember. I remember. <laughs> Being in the toilets, right. And I'd met some stranger, obviously. She was absolutely lovely. Mm. And uh, some girl walked in and was like, oh my God, are you crying about a boy? Because if you are, it's not oh, worth it. No. And I was like, absolutely not. I've got bigger fish to fry, thanks. My mum's dead. And then I was like, it's time to go home. It's time to go home, oh, Emma. Like, <laughs> Honestly, the amount of times I spent crying on roadsides and pavements and like... Isn't drink. that how you met my twin brother? Did you bond over? Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. <laughs> drunk their parents. <laughs> drink and grief, it's not a beautiful no. match made in heaven. No. Honestly, it, it couldn't be worse. One of the greatest things that my brother said to me when my mum died was, don't drink for the next three months. Yeah. And fair news to him, I didn't drink for the next three months. But Christ, when I did drink after that, it was just as much of a mess. Honestly, and it really is, isn't yeah. it? And you don't feel any better the next day. No. Because the next day you're hungover and your parents still dead. Yeah. And, and it, not to be scientific here, but alcohol... Depressant. Is a depressant. Yeah. So if you're feeling like shit when you start drinking, I can promise you the next day you are going to feel a hundred times worse. And grief is painful. Grief and like hangover anxiety is just oh nobody mm. needs it so yeah you know and also remember the things that they used to find fun before their parent died might not be their idea of fun now people change mm. you change with grief naturally mm. you just overnight do. yeah you really do so don't just expect that because they used to enjoy i don't know you know going to that bar or that pub or that mm. club that that's what they want to do right now mm. let them do whatever they want to do and a lot of the time that is just something really simple like a walk and going and being in a place where you can talk about it i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The other thing I think is, don't just ask once, don't just offer once, just repeatedly make sure they know that you're Pester. there. Pester them. Yeah, yeah, no, Softly. seriously. Just do though, do like, yeah. be that person because, you know, say even if, you know, if that person's got kids or whatever, offer, can I take the kids out for the day so you can yeah. be on your own to organise, get whatever you need to get together. I can imagine that being so valuable, you know, I'm very lucky in the way that when my mum died, I did mostly just have to look after myself and my dad. But imagine looking after your kids. Like, you know, if you've got anybody out there that is balancing an awful lot on their plate, whether it is children or a really stressful job that they can't take much time off, make them a meal, drop it off, take their kids out for, to the park. Like, just do something that you think might make their life a little bit easier. Mow their lawn. Yeah. Like, 
just, just know, the, if the you're logistical next things. Door, if your next door neighbour has lost somebody, just get your lawnmower yeah. out and mow the lawn. I'm sure they'll be absolutely thrilled. It's so true. And do you know what? A lot of people, um, when somebody dies, they go, I'll send them some flowers. Oh, no, don't. Flowers die in a few it. days. You've not got the energy to water them anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, have mm-hmm. you? And I've got hay fever, so don't worry. <laughs> not I'd, I'd rather have chocolates. But don't send them flowers. Like, I mean, do if you want, but be there as well. Send them flowers and you. Yeah, because there is nothing, I, I say there's nothing worse. Flowers are a lovely gift, but as a griever, it can feel a little bit like, like a second thought. Like if I send them some flowers, it's done. And my top thing now that I will give to anybody who's just a parent is a vase because there is nothing more useful. And one of my friends recently lost her mum, and one of the like saddest moments was when I went over there and we were going for a walk together and I was outside her house waiting for her to come out and her dad was just walking in and out of the house binning all of these dead flowers and it was just such a like monumental sight like flowers don't last and just having all of this color in your house to then stripping it bare and emptying all of these dead flowers it's just sad it's sad yeah. Whereas if you have a vase, you have some, a place to put the flowers and you yeah. can keep it. Yeah. And you can smash it up if you get really upset. Yeah, that's also, <laughs> also a good idea. <laughs> um, and, and also, you'll know your friend or your partner or whoever it is that's grieving. You'll know the things that they like. Mm. Make them a little care package. Mm. Put the, you know, you, if you know their favourite chocolates or if you know that they like a certain kind of um, shower gel, even things like yeah. that or things that you know will allow them. It doesn't have to, to be a lot. It can, it can just be a packet of their favourite biscuits, honestly. Yeah, There's nothing it, it I'd, really I'd love more. <laughs> or even if it's like, you know, if they're really into like gaming, for example, mm. buy them a game. Yeah. Let them play that game. Whatever you know, yeah. you know that because people are into all sorts of different things and you'll know that person. So just get them whatever you think will help just that little bit. Yeah. And also talking about gifting and care packages and stuff. Well, we all like food, yeah. right? I mean, obviously. And one of the things that a lot of people struggle to do is cook. So, you know, we talked about dropping off some food at the house what are their favourite takeaway? Yeah. Like if they're at home with their family or at home on their own, what a nice surprise that would be to just have dinner. Oh my God. Door. If someone had brought me a tikka masala the <laughs> yes. day after mum had died, I'd be like, oh, thank you very much. Is that pilau rice? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, no, but that cat, that's a great shout. Seriously, because then you don't have to cook. You get a takeaway as well. Mm-hmm. Eh? And you can just sit and... Just be, just yeah. be. Because I think that's another huge thing that has helped me is to just sit with someone and be, not feel like you have to talk about anything, really. Just mm. let them let, let let them be as well. Yeah, absolutely. Could not agree more. Just going for, you know, one of the things that I did with my friend who recently lost her mum was just going for walks. Mm. Like, And there's something about walking that really allows you to open up. And You've even, got nothing else to do. Well, yeah, literally. But also, if you do want to walk in silence, that's fine as well. Just ad- admire your surroundings and wherever you are. And there's just, you know, you come back from that and you just feel like you've had a, a little bit of respite. Yeah, exactly. And do you know what? Um, what you're doing for your friend or partner or acquaintance by being there for them is wonderful. Yeah. Genuinely wonderful. Yeah. It takes... By listening to this podcast. Yeah. If you care enough to do that, exactly. It shows real um, willingness to Mm. be there for that person. 
And one thing that I think is also important to remember, particularly if you are a partner mm. or you spend a lot of time with that person is, you can also have a little bit of time for yourself. You read my mind. You read my mind. Is this what you're going to say? Yeah. <laughs> you can't be the best for that person yeah. unless you're looking after yourself You can't pour well. for an empty cup. So it's very easy for people to put a whole lot of pressure on themselves. Mm. Take a sit back. Think about what you would want in that situation. Mm. Know that it's okay for that person to have space and actually that's important for grief and look after yourself in the same yeah. way you're looking after that person. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's only, you know, you do have to make make time for yourself and grief is heavy. Like we're not, I know that we laugh and we joke and stuff, but grief is some heavy shit. And if you, you might have known that person that your friend lost as well and you have your own grief to deal with and your, your own emotions to go through. So I think, you know, just echoing there what, Emma has said, just take some time out for you and then you can be that best version of yourself for that person when they need them. And don't be afraid to say no sometimes. Um, it might be hard to that person, but they will also understand as well. Exactly. Just make sure you take some time out for you. And do you know what as well? Don't be afraid to tell us if we've missed anything out. If oh, there's any top absolutely. tips that you can think of to add to those ones, maybe things you've done that you think might help other people, please do let us know. Get in touch with us and let us know because we are here to help you. Mm. And I, just before we go, I think let's just share our five top takeaways mm -hmm. for this episode so that, you know, if you don't do any of these things, just think of these five and you'll be on the right tracks. Yes. You'll be going somewhere. So number one is always validate their feelings and give them the space to talk openly and like share their memories and just as soon as you've opened that door and done it once you'll find it so much easier to do it again and again just that first time can be the hardest hurdle absolutely number two don't wait for them to ask for help please go to them number three is don't try and drag them out on a night out or you know, do anything that kind of forces fun because they're not going to feel up to it. They just want you to sit, be quiet, listen, go around to the house, watch a film, eat some food. If they say to you, can we go and do this? Then sure, great. But I think the worst thing you can do is to be like, oh, don't worry, next weekend we can go out on the piss and it'll be great because it won't be great for anybody. Yeah, it'll be, and do you know what? Forced fun's rubbish anyway, grief or no grief. Yeah, absolutely. Let's not do that. Yeah. Let's not do that. Preach it. <laughs> Number four, gift them with a diary or notebook to write down everything that they don't want to say out loud. This is huge. I think this is one of the most valuable gifts that you can give to somebody when yeah. they're grieving. Because if you go and see any therapist, the first thing they'll say is write down how you feel. Mm -hmm. So do it. Be that person that goes, here you go, write down. That's don't, for like, you. Don't force them, just like... It's there. It's if, there. You, if you want yeah. it, write down how you feel. Yeah. And it makes a huge difference because when you're that person and you see your feelings on paper, you're able to comprehend it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of things as well when you're grieving that you don't actually want to say to people out loud. You know, the feelings of jealousy and anger that you're like, oh God, I can't say that to anybody because they're going to judge me. <laughs> We've all been there. I, I, I still would though. Yeah. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely I did. <laughs> um, but just having that kind of outlet yeah. is so useful. And then number five is... Remember that it's not a short-term fix. Like looking, not looking after, but supporting somebody that's grieving, they're going to be grieving that person after the rest of their lives. So, you know, it doesn't end after the funeral. It doesn't end after the first year, after the second year. Like there are constant hurdles and milestones we have to go through in our life that are going to remind us of our loved one. I think a simple thing that you can do as a friend of somebody that's grieving is just add the date to your phone calendar, have it recurring every year, and then even if you haven't spoken to them for like six, eight months, drop them a text and be like, just let you know I'm thinking of you this week because there is something so powerful and something so simple and just 
that reminder that that person did exist and that people still care about you is so useful. It really is. That is one of the most powerful things because on that day when you're thinking about that person all the time, Mm. for somebody else to acknowledge that, oh, I'm thinking about you and I'm thinking about them. It's like, well, I'm not on, I'm not on my own in the way I thought I was. It just makes you feel like there are others thinking about you. Um, And you're in it for the long haul. I'm sorry, but if you're this person's friend or partner Mm -hmm. or whatever, the grief ain't going anywhere. So you are in it. You're a lifer. Yeah. You're part of this club. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, that is it. That's our top five tips on how to deal with, you know, a friend, a colleague, a partner, whoever it is, who has lost someone very close Mm -hmm. to them. But as I say, if there's anything we've missed out or anything you think could be beneficial we want to help you so please get in touch and let us know yeah you can drop us an email at hello at deadparentclub.co.uk or message us on facebook instagram or twitter at Podcast. and don't forget to share this episode with anybody that you might find it useful at the end of the day this is a public service announcement we have got to help all of the young grievers out there in this community we certainly have thank you so much for joining us uh, we'll be back next week have a lovely week guys bye Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.